Welcome to the Nifty Chicks. In this episode of the Nifty Chicks, we have the pleasure of chatting with Jen Grayson. She is the co-host of Cryptocurrency, author of 60 plus books, and also the founder of Blockchain Sisterhood. Let's do this. Welcome to the Nifty Chicks. We are so excited to have Jen Grayson with us. She is just, I mean, wait until you hear all the things that she has done and the awards that she has. She is just like top of the notch. I'm so excited to have you um, and cannot wait to hear more about your story. So thank you so much for joining us, Jen. Oh my gosh. Thank you for having me. It's always so delightful to get to chat with people and Aaron, like this is like, like it feels like old home week. Um, so it's fantastic. So I'm excited to be here and oh my gosh, any chance to talk about NFTs and crypto and legal and what I think everybody's doing wrong. I mean, there's like my favorite <laughs> topics. I love it. I love it. Well, first I want to start off with like, you know, the very basics. Talk to me about you and your background and your journey into NFTs. Oh my goodness. Okay. So I started back in 2017 when we were just calling these smart contracts. Uh, we didn't have cool monikers for them, which is probably why we didn't get them adopted. We should have come up with a cool acronym clearly. Um, so I started back in 2017 was the CEO of a predictive AI blockchain startup. Um, and that was really seriously when I started drinking out of the fire hose of um, crypto. I mean, I was learning at the feet of the masters. I was in Barcelona was my very first event. Um, I'm loud and obnoxious and have green hair. And so I very quickly uh, became one of the girls that got sent around the world to get to talk about this. Um, I am very opinionated and love telling people um, what they're doing wrong. And so I was very early on one of the voices that kept saying, look, we've got to, if we don't create um, best practices, the SEC is going to do it, regulators are going to do it. And so that's really been my platform for a really long time. Um, I've always seen this as a feminine movement. Um, it's very collaborative. Um, and so for me, this led into women and how do we get more people, more women's voices in this, even though it's a feminine movement. Um, I have all kinds of neato lists that I'm on. Like I'm the female 45 of like top crypto oh. influencers, one of the top eight women in crypto. Uh, last year, um, I was humbled by being named um, one of the top 10 most influential women in blockchain and was among women that are literally changing the world with some of their projects. And I think that's one of my favorite things about this. I was on stage um, with a girl yesterday who said, statistically, I shouldn't be here. I was a foster kid. And um, I, I, by all means, shouldn't be here. And that's the power of blockchain. So it's why I do what I do. And I love getting to come on and talk about things. And so thanks for having me on. Yeah. Wow. I mean, like, like I'm literally speechless. <laughs> your, your background is, is just absolutely amazing and you just keep continuing to crush it. So this um, is what you get when you just get to be a loud mouth. Like that's the thing. Like I am proof of just like make a lot of noise and yes. So thank you. 
first yeah date. yeah and so talk to me in the in that i think one of the things that perked my ear is that um like the 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 movement of this being like a feminine movement like talk to me about like why you feel so passionate about women in the web3 space so when I look at and right, there's like a lot of baggage around male and female, right? And these words and what is it to be a man or a woman or male or female? And so if we talk about yin and yang energy, masculine and feminine, right? Like if you break that down, feminine is more collaborative. It's more communicative. It's open source. And so when I look at Bitcoin, like if we go back to the OG, if we go back to the OG white paper, and we look at the fact that it's anonymous, that it's collaborative, that it's open source, that it was peer to peer, that the entire point of it was to create an ecosystem that was decentralized, that you use native payments, like all of that, like that's the definition of feminine. And so then if we back that up and we say, okay, women tend to be more in their feminine, males tend to be more masculine. And, and if we look at like the, the, um, lists of what that means, um, Bitcoin is a feminine movement. And so if we look at, okay, so if more females, uh, like it's easier for us to be in our feminine, even though that's very umbrella, it's a very umbrella statement, very gendered statement. Um, the more female voices we have standing in their feminine, the more feminine leaders we have, um, male or female, it then begins to move this forward in the way we want it to, which is collaborative, communicative. And the more female voices we have in this, the more it shifts the language into one words that women use. Um, we don't think in wallets, we think in purses, right? We, everything we do is groups, like we just are community driven. Um, and so when we look at some of the communities, the NFT communities, the, the females that are moving these massive projects forward, they're doing it with huge communities, huge collaboration, um, which isn't to say that the, the movement thus far thus forward hasn't been that way, but it's always been a feminine movement. Like it just is, it's collaborative. And so let's get more feminine voices in it. Yeah. So interesting that you talk about this. You know, I've never thought of crypto or Bitcoin specifically, as you mentioned, being feminine. And it's it to me, when I think of Bitcoin, all I think about is like, just dudes. There's so many dudes in the space and there's so many dudes trading it. And so, but you're right. I mean, the, if you look at like the core values, it's super feminine. I just never thought about it that way. So um, why do you think, why do you think we have such a gap um, in the volume of men participating in the space than women? I think it's a generational issue versus a gendered issue. If we think about, okay, so let's think about technology as a whole, right? Obviously the original coders were women. Um, Mm -hmm. But then all of a sudden they all got fired. All their jobs got given to men. So now we have this move where technology is a male focused, male driven industry, right? Mostly male coders, 
um, you know, we had a lot of movement in Silicon Valley, right? Like as the tech was building out and as it was becoming more global, it was men hiring men the, you hire what is familiar to you. Mm-hmm. And so even though there were really qualified women, men also typically, and again, these are really gendered blanket statements. So I'm just going to ask my children to like, forgive me for all of these. Um, we hire what is familiar to us. Mm-hmm. And so when men are doing the hiring, they hire what they know. Um, also women are, anytime you're hiring an alternative perspective, that means they're going to disagree with you and that doesn't feel comfortable. So why not get a bunch of people who think like you look like you talk like you and will agree with you. You can move projects forward a lot faster. And so when you're building out a new technology, whether that was the internet, whether that was Microsoft, whether that was whatever, NFTs, blockchain, whatever, right? When you are moving a technology forward, the fastest way to get it to move forward is to get everyone on the same page. And so when you have an alternative perspective, a woman who's coming in and going, well, but what about this? Well, did you guys think about this? Well, what about that? Well, but what about these users? And so, yes, we are correct in saying, okay, well, I would never use that. It's dumb. Mm. They go, okay, we don't have time for that. The MVP is due in one and a half months. We will fix it later. And so that I think has contributed. And so now we have generations, right? We have generations of male coders hiring, right? So we start with the boomers, okay? Silicon Valley, all of that. And and we just have this progression forward where then we were bringing in Gen Xers and then we're bringing in, right? Now we're bringing in Gen Z and millennials that are to the point where gender and masculine feminine, like they love being able to switch between the two. Like there are no longer, and I'm going to steal some really great words from a brilliant human, but we think it's a spectrum of male, female, and it's not right. Like it's everything, it's everything else. And so now that we're moving into generations that are really kind of gender oblivious, which also Mm -hmm. I was learning crypto on the global stage. So I didn't have the bro culture of the U S I was learning it from countries that are um, less teenagery than the U.S. And so they've already gone through these significant challenges of gender and what that looks like and what that means to them and, and how much value women have and how women have already kind of gone through all the challenges that, that we're continuing to go through here in the U.S., And so I think they were just more evolved. And so I wasn't seeing the bro culture of the U S and I'm very, very lucky and grateful for that. Um, And so we're getting there, but um, I think as we continue to bring on these new generations, it's just a non thing for them. They're like, well, yeah, of course my team is 75% women because have you listened to them? They're brilliant. Like, why would I not do this? Yeah, we are. Right, exactly. And and we have women that are leading projects. And so again, 
we have women hiring what they're familiar with. So what we don't want to have happen is it swing to the other side, right? right. And have just female teams because we also want to develop for men and the masculine and the divine masculine, like obviously toxic masculinity is something we're really familiar with in the U S and that is not fun and doesn't serve any of us. And so we want to make sure that we are truly moving into this space of a feminine movement that is collaborative regardless of gender. Oh, I love that. I, I really hope for all of our sakes in the world of NFTs and Web3 that we get there. Um, I think it's so important. And I find uh, one thing that I, I share often is that I feel like if there's any space that can go this direction, it's going to be Web3. Um, oh, totally. Right? right? Yes. I find that the women in the space are so um, mission driven in a way to like really break the norms. And and I find a lot of men in this space to be equally as ambitious on like bringing women up to the table and like giving them a seat. Um, well, and, right. And there's no, um, it's bringing it to their attention and they go, oh my gosh, you're right. I didn't even think about it. The other thing I've noticed, and I'm going to call out every woman about this. We wait for permission. Dudes just show up. They're like, what are you guys doing over there? What? Wait, what? What is this? Like, they just walk into a room and go, of course I'm supposed to be here. I don't know why you didn't invite me, but yes, I'm supposed to be here. Where women go, oh, well, I didn't get invited. I, you know, and so they wait where the guys are like, oh my gosh, of course you're invited. Why would you need an invitation? Just show up. 100%. And we don't realize this blind spot. And so we get to just start showing up and stop waiting for an invitation. There was no invite sent out. There wasn't. We didn't not get one. There wasn't one. Right. And so we have to show up. We have to. That's, That's so key. I find for me, it's conscientiousness. Like I don't want to step on anyone's toes. I don't want to bother and I don't know a single dude who's like that. And I'm like, what the heck? I got to overcome this. Cause like, I'm going to get nowhere if I'm so concerned about everyone else's like thoughts and opinions and feelings. And well, and we're raised that way. I mean, that is society at large. And I think this is globally, um, but most certainly in the U S that we are, are raised to be polite and kind and not make a scene, um, you know, and, and we get that reinforced when we get into business where we're bossy, yep. um, aggressive. Um, you know, what are some of the, I heard a great word the other night and I can't remember what it is. I'll remember it, but it was, um, demanding high maintenance, right? Yes. All of those, right. Like words that never get, you know, that with men are, he's such a great leader, right. he's very, um, uh, take charge, right? Like, and it's words that we don't get given to us, you know, we're the, the aggressors, even, yep. even acting the same way. And so we get to continue to change that perspective. But also I will say that, um, 
that is typically when we show up in our masculine. Mm. If, if we show up in our feminine and we lead from there, it looks very different. Um, and, and it becomes much more responsive, which is not to say like when I'm in a negotiation, I am all up in my masculine. Like if I need something from someone and I'm closing a deal, I'm hard in my masculine, right? Like, so it's shifting between the two, knowing when to shift between the two and not leading like a man. Mm. Like we get to bring our feminine into the boardroom, into our projects, into everything we do and show up gloriously and be like, I'm here. You're welcome. Right? Like we get to step into these spaces and own these spaces and be right. Like if we think about tango and stepping on people's toes, right? Like if you tango into a room, like there's no toe stepping. Everybody's going to be like, damn, (laughs) that because Oh my. And so that's how we have to start commanding these rooms. Like, period. I love that. I love that. And so, you know, when, but right before we hit the, um, we're going to shift gears a little bit. Right before we hit record, you were sharing uh, a little bit about the beautiful painting that you have behind you. So oh I want you to dive in and share with the world what's going on. I absolutely love it. It's an eye catcher. I was like, one of the first things I said, as soon as you hopped on, I was like, oh my gosh, I love that painting behind you. So talk to me and share the, share the story of how that came to exist. This is my favorite backdrop. I have, my youngest kid is an incredible artist and is very into abstract painting. Um, And so this is their work. And I decided that this was going to be our very first NFT. And so I get to hold the original but we really talked through what this could mean as far as being able to take it because um, it's always acrylics and in like we've looked at digital and that just isn't a medium that um, my youngest likes to work in, but we wanted to create a way to turn this into NFTs because every member of our family wants a copy of this painting. It is the background, like seriously, it's the background of every Zoom I do. And so everybody gets really excited about it. And so this was our first NFT and um, we haven't released it yet. We're going to do a drop. So um, this is kind of where we're getting to. And one of the things that I think is, amazing about the NFT space. I mean, here's a 13 year old kid who was like, yeah, mom, let's do a, 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 it was called a failure painting because there was no way to fail. And so when we did it and I'm just going to like move so you can see the whole oh, thing. I love it. When we did it, like there was this whole strategy and it was like, however it turns out is perfect. And I think for kids and for all of us, right? Like we have this vision of how things should look in our minds. And so for me, it's a constant reminder that every day is what it was supposed to be. Even if when I stepped into the space, like I was it's supposed to look like this. And, you know, as we talked about before we started, like days don't always go like that. So this to me is a great reminder of, 
a failure, like deliberately, we deliberately set out to make a failure painting and it has become my greatest treasure. Something that people comment about all the time um, and is truly just a work of art. That's so, really cool. and I think that's one of the, also the reasons why I love this space is it's really involving generations of all generations. So talk to me about like, um, when you're speaking with your child uh, and explaining what an NFT is, talk to me about like what that's like really empowering the next generation in this new space to not only be creative, bring their artistic side to the world, but then also to monetize it. Well, first of all, I knew nothing until someone on TikTok started talking about NFTs. And that was when the conversation was like, mom, we should do NFTs. And I was like, mm -hmm. yeah, no, that's only, I've only been talking about that for like years. <laughs> so it was awesome that like, I am only an authority to anyone who is not my children. Um, and so getting to that point first was amazing. And then being able to really say, okay, you get to have a job. And what if your job were creating amazing art? And um, for my kids, a lot of their friends are in the alphabet mafia. So they're somewhere in the LGBTQ plus community. And they are these incredible allies to their friends. And so we're, I mean, and that's kind of why this one is rainbow and that was how it started. And so a lot of the discussion was around, could you create art that supported the community? Mm -hmm. And so it has become this art that is um, versions of a bisexual flag and a pan flag and a trans flag and all of these masterpieces that are also getting to support a community that really matters um, to, to them as a creator. And so I think that's the other side of this creator economy that we really are barely tapping into is getting to see how NFTs, royalties, smart contracts, all of these can begin to support the charities, the communities we want and doing it in a way that's automated, that's collaborative, that that money isn't having to go through that gooey middle mm -hmm. of all the middlemen. Yeah. And so I think, again, that goes to um, these younger generations that are unwilling, I think, to go through the traditional route of I'm going to go to college, I'm going to get a job, I'm going to do this thing. And they can start creating at a very early age, which is amazing. I love that. And I think the Web3 space is a perfect place for people to like live their authentic selves. They, you know, the world forces us into kind of buckets and categories and boxes and and the Web3 space, you can be anyone you want to be. Anyone. You can, isn't that just it's the most beautiful thing. It really is. It's amazing. I you can it. be exactly what you want. And, yeah. and that was, um, this same artist, like that was their take. They said online, I am only judged by who I show up as. It doesn't matter what I look like. No one prejudges me. That's so cool. 
And so that I think is so powerful that that's what these younger generations are seeing because you're right. It's the one place we finally get to be ourselves or whoever it's whoever, like I can be Wonder Woman if I want. So you already are my friend. (laughs) (laughs) So you guys are so good for my ego. Can we just like, I need this every morning. I could call every morning where we all are like, okay, let's do this. Oh, I love it. I love it. Um, You know, this has been absolutely awesome. I want to kind of wrap this with, is there anything I'm sure we could probably talk for hours. And as Mindy Sell has just mentioned to me um, privately that she wants, we both want you back on. We want to hear more about your journey, but I want to hear before we let you go, kind of what's the, what does the future look like for you? What's uh what's on the roadmap? You're, you're super accomplished. You're like crushing every top, like, you know, list that you could, that exists. You're writing incredible books. You've got, am I 60 plus books? Uh, yes, I'm up to 60. Oh my um, so, so like, what's the plan? Oh my goodness. Well, I'm really, really excited. I can't talk completely about it, but I'm starting to speak to audiences outside of crypto. I'm going to start lecturing at universities. Oh. So I'm really excited about that. Um, just blockchain basics and really starting, I think, to educate the rest of the world on why we all drank this Kool-Aid, why it's so amazing. I'm going to do a new series of books um, called What in the Web 3 that's going to be blockchain for business. And so really like, what is this thing and why do I need it as a journalist? Like, why do I care as a marketing person? Why do I care? So those are my new ones. I'm leaving our little like echo chamber of crypto people. And I'm like wading out into the big, wide, scary world of others so wish me luck because I'm super scared because I love crypto. It's my favorite place to be. I think you're going to do amazing. Um, I can't see you uh, not doing amazing. So mm, you don't even need the sweet. luck. You don't even need the luck. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Right, so how do our awesome audience members um, follow you? Um, Twitter is my angry place. So you can always follow <laughs> me there for me yelling at people. Um, What's your Twitter handle? Uh, Jen Grayson. Okay, perfect. And LinkedIn is where I, it's me, but smarter. So that's the best place to find me probably. Okay, perfect. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jen, for joining us as the Nifty Chicks. And we want to have you back. um, But this has been absolutely awesome. It's super inspirational. You are amazing. Keep doing what you're doing. We're excited to follow you in your journey. Um, But yeah, we'll, we'll definitely have you back on. Fabulous. Yes, please. Thank you as always. Thanks, Jen. Oh man, I could talk to her for hours. She's just like the coolest, most badass person ever. I, I mean, again, I'm I'm bummed that you couldn't participate in the call, but you got a chance to listen in. So, what'd you think? Yeah. So it's it's actually really funny because um, I I do have like some stories about her. So we're part of a bunch of the same groups. Um, she has been on bad crypto podcast, I, I think a couple times. So I've, I've been in communication with her for many years and it's the reason that I wanted to have her on the show. We didn't even get to talk about, which was she had posted something on LinkedIn about the Tiffany NFTs. And so we definitely, I know you said, come back on the show. So now we definitely have to have her back on the show because I really want to dive into that. 
the legalities of all of that. And I, I think that she would have some really good insights on it. So totally yeah. agree. Yeah, we should do that for sure. I love it. All right. So again, thanks guys for listening. And we would love, love, love if you would just go give us a follow on your favorite social media platform. As you've heard many, many times, you can find us at the Nifty Chicks. That's the Nifty N-I-F-T-Y Chicks, C-H-I-C-K-S. Yep. And as always, invest in yourself. You are worth it. Please listen carefully to the following disclaimer. Neither the host nor the guests of the Nifty Chicks podcast are acting in the capacity of financial advisors. We wish to remain transparent and impartial to the NFT community at all times, and therefore, the content provided by the Nifty Chicks hosts and guests are intended for general information purposes only. Nothing written or discussed by the Nifty Chicks hosts and guests should be construed or relied upon as investment, financial, legal, regulatory, accounting, tax, or similar advice. Nothing should be interpreted as a solicitation to invest in any cryptocurrency or NFT, and nothing herein should be construed as a recommendation to engage in any investment strategy or transaction. Please be advised that it is in your own best interest to consult with investment, legal, tax, or similar professionals regarding any specific situation and any prospective transaction decisions. You must do your own research when considering investing in cryptocurrencies or NFTs. We are simply sharing our journey with you as we learn more about the world of NFTs. Happy minting.